0: Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Speed freaks. Speed freaks. Speed freaks. Motorsports Radio, Redefined. With Kenny Sargent, paging
1: Doctor Douchebag,
0: Crash Gladys, get
1: in crash position, and Statman. Don't
0: overdrive the car. Here's the freaks,
1: coming oh, no off freak.
2: So a dude who spent uh, about half a day in a race car, give or take a few hours, in the Petit Le Mans race, road Atlanta. He'll be joining us in about 12 minutes. Eric Curran will be here in the Freak Nation. Your winner from Petit Le Mans, he will be in here. We're also going to have a gentleman who, this is crazy, man. Christian Eckes, who got food poisoning earlier in the ARCA racing season this year. Missed how many races due to the food poisoning
3: crasher? I think just one. Right. But the his very next race, yeah, just one. I'm saying that after he was hospitalized for a long time, so it arguably could have been more. But he comes back at their Talladega race and crashes out pretty early. So it's it's essentially two races of which he lost a boat ton of points. Uh,
2: but he's back in the running for that championship, and he'll be joining us his name is Christian Eckes. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. A freaking flashback coming at you with Carl Edwards oh, from cool. 2013. will be here in the Freak Nation. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from the Lucas Oil Studios in our 20th year of doing this big old thing. Statman, your Baker Mayfield jerseys. jersey. Is that, that is that thing fitting, still fitting pretty good after today's and his three interceptions? Rude.
4: No, we had to uh, call the fire department when – I set it on fire and started a brush fire in the backyard.
1: Bam.
3: So soon. Well, so soon.
4: So soon. Are you kidding? He was Uh, a quasi-savior last year. (laughs) Nobody ever thought that this guy was going to be good. No, no, I take that back. There was one guy at the gym that I used to go to in Los Angeles who swore that Baker Mayfield was going to be the cure to everything that was wrong with Cleveland. And I just looked at him and kept – I wouldn't even spot for him. It was stupid.
3: <laughs> I'll never forget that Thursday night game last year, though, where he became the city's favorite grandchild.
4: Yeah, that goes one one out of, what, 25? That ain't
3: bad. All right. Jeez.
2: All right. Oh, see there, Freak Nation, we'll throw a little sports in there from time to time. Big NFL weekend, of course, uh, this afternoon, then, of course, tonight. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sarge at Speed Freaks again on Sunday night. You have us on Twitter. We're there for you on Facebook. Your NASCAR Cup race in Talladega, it was called or postponed until tomorrow. Do we have a start time on that, Crasher?
3: I'm getting it confused with Charlotte and the NHRA. I think they're both starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Am okay. I off there? But I know NHRA for sure is starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Gates open at 9.
4: Statman,
2: anything different than
4: that? Uh, no. No, who's going to who's going to watch it with the soap operas? They go. So they go from the NFL to General Hospital. You think they got a chance of anybody watching.
3: Really? I just said General Hospital. There goes another one. (laughs) Are you saying that you, Mr. Statman, you just might watch a soap opera tomorrow over a sporting event such as Talladega?
4: Uh, no, I'm not going to watch a soap opera, but uh, the, the soap opera that's NASCAR, I don't Maybe I. I maybe I'll take that back. Maybe I'd have, instead of As the World Turns in the NASCAR Garage, maybe that's what we ought to be watching.
2: The okay, race will mind. resume yeah, at just... 3, 2 p.m. Eastern Time yeah, so I was say I'm tomorrow, way, which way means so 11 a.m. <laughs> Western, West Coast. It's only What's General that?
4: Hospital, then that they'll have to worry about. It. After 7. Yellow flags and four red flags and uh, droning on and on with cleaning up after the big crash. Time for the 6 p.m. news.
3: It's as the track turns. As the track turns. There you go.
4: As the track turns.
3: Get it? (laughs) Hold on a second.
2: There's no way that General Hospital is still on the
4: air. Is it?
3: I have no idea.
4: Is it, why wouldn't it be? Yeah, it's got to be on. Is it General Hospital? I heard years, 20 no, years I ago. That. I remember the lady I was involved with was watching General Hospital, and I saw it once, and like six months later, they were still trying to get the gun out of the back of the toilet seat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still up there. It's still General Hospital is still going strong. Oh, yeah, Yeah. it's there.
3: Yeah, yeah, there you go. You can watch the full episode from the October 11th show now on ABC.com. What the heck?
2: 1963, April 1st, General Hospital. That's what we're talking about, Freak Nation. NASCAR is canceled, NHRA is canceled, and we're talking General Hospital stat, man. Well, Thank that's you. that's
3: funny. We've got another 1963 reference later on in the show when it comes to Jagger Jones. And, well, his grandpa won the 1963 Indy 500. So
2: there ah, you go. I see where you're going. As the track turns.
3: As the track We're going
2: to reset with some affiliates to get right back with Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes, Freak Nation. <laughs>
0: Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks.
2: Welcoming in another round of affiliates. How you doing, man? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, your winner for Petit Le Mans, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race this afternoon. Eric Curran will be checking in 12 past the hour. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire Go with General Tire for that big fat ride of yours. You got an SUV, a big old fat Ford 250, F-250. Go with General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher.
3: All right, Petit Le Mans, where Action Express won the battle, but it was Team Penske who won the war. And, well, actually, it was the Action Express number 5 who dominated the race. But with just 20 minutes to go out of the 10-hour race, they had a brake disc failure. So, yeah, essentially handing the win to their teammates, Eric Curran, who's going to be joining us in just a couple of minutes, Pipo Durrani and Felipe Nasser. But even with the win, Team Penske drivers Juan Juan Pablo Montoya and Dane Cameron, they finished sixth, and that was enough to clinch the IMSA prototype title. Speaking of Team Penske, how about the duo of Scott McLaughlin and Alex Premat winning an intense Bathurst 1000? Basically, the race was decided over a last lap dash, speaking of another long race. when with three to go. There was a crash that brought out the eighth and final safety car fuel conservation came into play and well it was mclaughlin with the best strategy overall so let's just soak this in shall we another milestone for roger penske as his team wins their first bathurst 1000 on the same weekend as his team winning the imsa series title the captain never ever gives up all right starting third valtteri botas took advantage of an error from pole sitter sebastian vettel to snag The lead in turn one and well he never really looked back Sebastian, excuse me valtteri botas won the japanese formula one grand prix and with the win mercedes secured the constructors championship and is now guaranteed a driver's title but it was rain that won the day in both talladega for the nascar cup series and in charlotte for the nhra playoffs nascar completed one stage with william byron netting that win the remainder of the Dega race will be run on monday 2 p.m eastern NHRA finished three of their four rounds of eliminations, but they needed to postpone the finals to Monday. That will be at 10 a.m. Eastern. And get this, since NHRA is NASCAR's hometown of Charlotte, they're going to welcome all NASCAR hard card holders for free admission mañana.
2: Eric Curran, your winner from Petit Le Mans, coming up in about four minutes. Lucas Oil Studios and the Speed Freaks Pits.
0: Motorsports Radio, redefined.
2: It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
4: Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment.
3: Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba burgers all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba.
5: You're Mav TV.
1: You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
2: Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible, man. Lucas Oil, part of the Freak Nation for almost 20 years now. Lucas Oil Gear Oil. You go to LucasOil.com to find out more information. Manufactured with special lubric- 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 lubricity. Wow. Exactly.
3: Mouthful right
2: there. Yeah. <laughs> Unique oh formula God. promotes less wear, less heat, less power usage, longer bearing, and gear life provide the ultimate protection for your gear components. That's the Lucas Oil gear oils. Eric Curran got himself a big Petit Le Mans win this afternoon, now joining us here in the Freak Nation. and. Eric, after a win like that, um do you delay partying to where you can catch up maybe with your time clock or do you go directly into big time partying?
6: <laughs> That's a good question hey guys uh thanks for having me on um you no we we pretty much we went to a hotel showered up and uh we went straight down the lobby and uh might have had a few drinks that night and might have stayed out too late so <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was worth celebrating. you don't win uh you know petite lemoire ten hours uh on a regular occasion so it was a big celebration for the whole team
3: i know it's it's awesome when you guys take the win obviously but is there anything that's a little bit bittersweet with the way that your teammates actually lost and you you guys were able to capitalize on their misfortune or is it just like that ah, you guys better luck next time
6: no i mean you know at the end of the day we're all big you know we're one big team with two cars so Nah, it's really too bad. I mean, those guys, you know, last year lost the, lost the race in the last lap running out of gas on the five car. And then this year they have a, a brake rotor issue, um, and, and fall out of the lead. I mean, they, they pretty much had the race won. So, I mean, here's the thing. We want to win a race, of course, but we want to race for it, you know, and that was, uh, you know, we were in a good place and still on the podium, but, you know, we hate the misfortune of our teammates to, you know, give us a win, but, you know, nevertheless, a win's a win. I Feel yes. bad for those guys, but uh, obviously a big deal for us. And uh, you know, none of us, uh, Felipe or people or I, had never won that uh, Petit Le Mans, so obviously a big deal and uh, special for me, just because you know, here I am slowing down my racing career and still checking off some some boxes that are some of the best sports car races in the world. So pretty exciting stuff, really.
3: Yeah, I was going to go there with you because it, like you said, we've talked with you about that on the show before. You're a kind of slowing down your race car career. I remember you <laughs> tweeting something about wishing the guys good luck in Detroit, and you're hanging out over at West Coast Exotic Cars, just having the time of your life with those beautiful machines. But, yeah, sum up your 2019, if you can.
6: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, uh, the the commitment was to run the four races, the four big races with people in, the, in Felipe in the wheel and Cadillac. So that I did. You know, we finished second at Daytona in the 24 Hours, so close to a win there and then we went on to win the Sebring 12 hours so that was a obviously a bucket list race to win uh and then we ran uh Watkins Glen which was a 6 hour race I ran with them and then obviously just this Petite Le Mans so you know basically of the four races I did we won two of the biggest races you know in anyone's sports car career so you know that, that those two races were were unbelievable to to win so uh, but, yeah, I mean, as I'm slowing things down, I've got my West Coast Exotic Cars company is cranking and really busy and selling lots of cars and good things happening there. But I've been working with the uh, Celine Cars, Steve Celine a lot and doing all of his test and development for his new race program and his street cars. So um, and West Coast Exotic Cars is now a dealer for Celine. So anyway, so now I've got, you know, an option there to go professional racing again with them in the future for their new program. So, you know, it's kind of like one door closes and other things open up. And the question is, you know, as as I continue to still do well, even racing less, you know, do I keep racing? What do I do? I feel great in the car. We had a great day yesterday. So that's the big question.
4: Huh. Eric Curran, I, I, <laughs> this slowing down stuff, that just doesn't fit well with me. I remember when you were when you, go you racing Chevy Chevy Cobalts when you were <laughs> a punk right. kid? And and <laughs> now you're—you know—you're talking. I've done enough. I'm I'm stopping. What's this <laughs> about?
6: I know. I know. It's interesting. You know, it's it, it's racing 25 years, right? I mean, it's, it's been an unbelievable career and won lots of pro races, and won championships, and done all these things and. You know, it's uh, it's one of these things, it's like, okay, at some point, I guess, at 44 years old, maybe I should be slowing down, I don't know. But then again, you know, it's, uh, you know, keep uh, winning races and, and feeling great in the car and, you know, new doors opening and, and still love driving race cars. So I don't know. I, I guess i got to figure things out here in the next uh, couple months on what the future is going to bring. But, you know, it's funny because, you know, I've been racing 25 years and my teammates are 25 years old. Right, so it's kind of a funny scenario here, but it is no, what it waste.
4: is.
7: That's how it all our goes.
4: Ra- our radio show's almost twenty-five years old, dude. That- <laughs> twenty-five years is the beginning of everything. Come on,
6: <laughs> right? Twenty-five years is a new five-year mark, right?
4: Yeah, exactly. So, all right. all right, I'll ask you. I'll ask you a racing question. People always talk about ending the season on a high note to be ready for next year that's one of the great cliches in racing so what does this do for you for next year uh ending the season with a win does that last longer than the party last night
6: uh yeah for sure i mean you know man i feel fortunate that the last couple of years road atlanta has been very good to me i mean we hadn't won petit le Mans before in our wheel and cadillac but but we've won two championships in the last three years at, at the last race of the year Road Atlanta. So, I mean, you know, I've had some amazing between the last three years now winning the Petit Le Mans and then last year, the championship, and then 2016, the championship. It's been a number of races where, you know, you get to the end of the year. It's like, wow, this is a good way to end a year. You know, and again, I kind of keep going back and forth. Do I want to, you know, slow down my racing career on a high note like this, or do I want to just keep going and hopefully we keep checking boxes and, you know, Rolex Daytona 24 hours, one of those races where I finished second numerous times, second, third, but haven't been able to to pull off the big win there and put the watch on my wrist. So that would be a big one to get done. So there's still some focus in that direction. But, uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, hey, you feel good, you keep going, and uh, you keep doing okay, then why not, right?
4: All right. Eric Curran, winner of Petit Le Mans. West Coast Exotics, is that what sell me an exotic car to switch hats. You say you're <laughs> right. slowing down to get into the, right. you're, you know, I'm, I'm in the marketplace for an exotic car. Sell me an exotic car.
6: You know what's funny about me? I hate selling cars, but I love running the car business. You know, West Coast Exotic Cars is a, is a is a great place. And, you know, we've got 50 exotic cars in inventory, but I've got a great staff of people that, you know, handle all the exotic car sales, all that stuff. But what's fun for me is that, the, race, the idea of this West Coast Exotic Cars was at some point in my racing career that I'm going to have something
4: Eric, else. Eric, I'm cutting yeah. you off here. That's like the fourth time you've mentioned the name of your dealership. Now, if you're going to drop all these uh, <laughs> promos in there, you're going to have to go see <laughs> our sales me. department. and wow. It's, <laughs> it's going to cost you some money the next time you drop West Coast <laughs> Exotics into the conversation.
6: Every time I call you guys and say hello, I'm going to get an invoice in the mail now, yeah. right? <laughs> No, No, it's, it's been a lot of fun. You get to deal with a bunch of cool cars during the week, you get to race cars on the weekends. I mean, it's, it's a pretty pretty cool career that I've been able to put together. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. So, you know, I mean, who knows? At some point, i got to stop racing. So I want to have a business in place to, you know, to continue uh, having fun and make a little money and still get to play with cool cars. That was the idea,
3: and that business is again. I I, I forgot.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Did I not mention it?
3: Yeah, yeah please mention West, it again.
6: <laughs> West Coast exotic cars.
3: Perfect. You now, here's the deal, it. though. Yeah. Okay. Your Instagram page for West Coast Exotic Cars, Eric Curran, has your name all over it. Is there anything that can translate from you winning a race, especially a big race like Petit Le Mans with your Cadillac team, and then selling cars, win on Sunday or win on the weekend, sell on Monday? Is there anything there that can translate like the old days?
6: Yeah, of course. Absolutely. You know, my guys on the social media side always promote the race wins through the car business and that stuff as well, but... The coolest thing about it is that all of our inventory is coming from clients. So it's all, like, people I know, people I've met through the racing world, people I've met in the car world. So, you know, people are calling us on a regular basis. Hey, Eric, you know, I saw your last race. I'm thinking about selling my Porsche GT3. You you know, I'd love to sell it to you just because of who you are and watch it on TV. So, yes, there's there's a very nice connection between the car business and the racing world. So, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty cool deal there for sure. And, obviously, you know, this new program with Steve Saleen, It's obviously I met Steve through the racing world, and here we are selling his cars, and and now I'm testing and developing and working on his new race program. So absolutely, uh, you know, a lot of connections between the two.
2: Anywhere in this conversation, did we find out what the hell you're going to be doing next year in sports car racing?
6: (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) Well, like I said, I mean, there's one thing I haven't done is I haven't won the Rolex 24 hours. So that's still one of those things. I love to check that box. Been so close so many times. So, uh, but, you know, at this point, I don't see myself in a full IMSA position, but there are some opportunities to do some other things. As I mentioned, Celine, a few times, there's a program that's coming up with him in the future that I could be a big part of, uh, and there's a couple other um, directions with some GT cars that uh, that could be some options as well. So, you'll see me driving for sure. If it's not a full season gig, it's going to be a handful of one-off races here or there and a number of different cars, so did a Lamborghini Super Trofeo, a couple of those races this year, going to uh, Las Vegas next weekend to run, you know, with the Salines in the SRO World Challenge. following weekend, I go to Spain to run uh, the Super Trofeo Lamborghini World Finals. So I say I'm slowing down, but it doesn't feel like I'm <laughs> slowing down.
3: Not at all.
2: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's greatness. Well, Eric, right. uh, it, it, we're, we're in October, but I'll go ahead and say, you know, Happy New Year to you. Uh, happy Holidays. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you in
3: 2020.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right? For
6: sure. Sell
3: a bunch of cars. We'll sell a bunch of cars about... for Christmas. <laughs> I
2: think we got that covered.
6: <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'll ship you Eric... two Ferraris for, and put them under the tree.
2: Bam. Yes. All right. How's that? Wow. <laughs> I like it. Damn, I like <laughs> right? that. Yep. Well, dude, thanks that's for awesome. doing this, man. Good luck to you.
6: Of course. No, I love love being on the show. Thank you for having me, and uh, keep in touch for sure. Let's do this again.
2: Bam. Yes, good luck. All right, Eric, see you, buddy. All right. All right, take care. Eric Curran joining us here in the Freak Nation. Your winner from the Petit Le Mans WeatherTech Sports Car Championship over the weekend.
3: Coming off of the IMSA banquet, too. He didn't didn't sound like uh, the champagne got to him too much, so had a boy.
2: Statman, you were talking about when he was racing Cobalts. How long ago was that?
4: That was uh, that was easily what ten twelve years ago, fifteen years ago. Oh, uh, you know. So he goes from racing Chevy Cobalts to winning Petit Le Mans to being a used car salesman. And is that is that a progression <laughs> in career path, or is that a fall off the edge in career path?
2: I'm not sure. Whatever the answer is to that question. <laughs>
3: It's a progression. He's it's doing progression. just fine. He's doing, <laughs> his, his used cars are McLarens and Lamborghinis. He's, he's A-OK, I think. Yeah.
2: Freak Nation, does the first name Jagger ring a bell? I said first name, not last name. But Jagger Jones, does that ring a bell? What about the grandbaby of Parnelli Jones? Yeah, he's making some noise. He'll be joining us in about 15, 20 minutes. But coming up next, I want you to give a good listen to Statman's scat. Vietnam and Formula One. Vietnam and Formula One, depending on how you look at it. Three words I never thought I, I never thought that I would utter. Uh, but, yeah, it's happening. Give a good listen to Statman's scat. And I want to talk a little bit about that coming up after your scat.
7: Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to
4: mankind. The freaks last week spent a few minutes talking about the 2020 Formula One calendar that includes Hanoi, Vietnam, as the third race on the schedule. Those of us of a certain age still can't separate Hanoi from the divisive realities of the 1960s when the United States was at war with Vietnam. But that's what that government wants us to do. If you can take a look at this entire issue with some objectivity, the Hanoi race would be the fourth street race on the F1 calendar equal to Monaco in some categories. Hanoi is a city of more than 8 million people, and it's easy to see how the Vietnamese government would be eager to display a city open for business, especially tourism. Formula One is one of the few bridges to the world's tourism business rated at more than $1.25 trillion five years ago. Spending $50 million to get five or six times that in tourism is a no-brainer, even if it means opening Hanoi for a look at what we used to call the Hilton. Peace.
1: Hey, travelers, do you want to
2: save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has
1: special deals with the airlines,
7: Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Imagine this
9: is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money.
2: General Tire, for making this thing possible, go to GeneralTire.com or your favorite tire dealer and check out the line of General Tires. You're going off-roading, going up in the mountains. What about some snow coming your way? Make sure you're rolling on General Tires, babe. You heard Statman Scat talk a little bit about Vietnam and Formula One. There were some numbers in there, Statman, that kind of blew me away. Hanoi has how many people? Did you say six million people?
4: About eight million—that uh, surprised sucks. me as well. Uh, and there's some areas that the uh, the people still say you should stay away from after dark. So uh, this is going to be interesting to find out how they put all this together and to make it work.
2: At at first blush, I think your 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 perspective is different than mine. But when you saw. For the 2020 schedule that Formula One will be running in Vietnam, what was your initial take on that? On on Viet, with Vietnam on the schedule for Formula One?
4: Just how far we've come since you know obviously it's been 50 years, and a whole host of things can happen in 50 years. But uh, it's it's just it's crazy to think that a whole generation of people. I think of Hanoi as being a a very nasty place, and now you know, they're spending a you know a couple of dollars to let us know it's not. And if you want to come here and and spend your money, uh, we encourage you to do that.
3: But it's also interesting what you brought up briefly last week, and I really had to keep thinking about this is that some people get annoyed. Why would Formula One not want to come back to New York? Why would Formula One not want to be in Los Angeles? Those are two of the biggest cities in the world. Why would they deny those cities? Well, you brought up the best point. Already, Ferrari and Mercedes, they're selling enough cars in those cities in all across the United States. They don't need the U.S. market as much as we think they do or as much as we might want them selfishly. But a market like Hanoi, Vietnam they need to sell cars they want to sell cars they have people eager to buy cars so much more of a, a starving market for that merchandise versus the united states it's incredible the more and more i thought about it, i'm like that's spot on there's there's no reason why they should come back to any other u.s city over some place like vietnam
2: well statman you brought up the thing that i was leading into is i'm part of that generation in in my late 50s that you hear Vietnam and you think of nothing but Vietnam in the 60s and early 70s. That's what you think of. But the audience of Formula One, if you believe Forbes and Reddit and their marketing, the audience for Formula One, the average age of a global Formula One viewer is 40. Ah,
10: well, That's
2: 18 know. years my junior, which I'm, I can promise you that the majority of 40-year-olds don't think of Vietnam the same way I do. Stat does, and maybe you to a degree, Crasher.
4: And, and I,
3: I guess, I okay, think... when I saw Vietnam's businesses starting to change, my stepdad was doing a lot of seminars over in Vietnam 10 years ago, and I think that's when my perception of Vietnam changed, when he was teaching these i guess they would now be in their 30s but these post college people he was teaching them about accounting about you know certain levels of marketing and and just how to be better as a society and and to help financially build up your society and at the, it was at that point i realized this is not the old vietnam so yeah. i guess no i haven't thought of it that way in a while
4: yeah and the the thing that the thing that's very real and the more you delve into this the more you begin to understand that there's probably only three or four things in the world that have a global footprint. Uh, There's Formula One, there's the World Rally Championship, there's uh, football or soccer, whichever one you want to call it, maybe tennis. Uh, Golf doesn't even have the global perspective of some of these other uh, activities. So if you if you want to sell something globally including Vietnam including Malaysia including Abu Dhabi, Bahrain that you got very few opportunities to yeah. do that to market and one of those places is Formula 1. So these companies countries that step up and say, yeah, I'll pay whatever money you want. I'll I'll dump $30 million of a fee and another $30 million getting a track ready uh, so that people can come here and see and television can come here. Otherwise, television is not going to come here. They're not going to come to Hanoi outside of Top Gear and some weird race that they used to do there. So, uh, yeah, it's a, a thing that has its place. And you, once you get over the the weirdness of seeing Hanoi in a global marketing perspective, then you can understand that this makes sense. And it's the, probably the least expensive way to accomplish what they want to do.
2: You also got to remember that Formula One is a five... I think, I think Liberty Media bought them close to $5 billion. They're Liberty For, Media. Foreign change, yeah. Liberty Media is listed on the NASDAQ. It has stockholders. They've got to find ways to continue to make money for the series, which I I guess this is another way to do it. It's just, you just hear Vietnam at my age, excuse me, at my age, and just think, wow, racing, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, Ohio, protests. <laughs>
4: Man. Kent State, yeah,
3: right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So props, I guess. I
10: guess that's.
3: It is props. It's it's come on. Really informative it's, of me, I,
10: I guess. Jeez,
2: it's old man
3: a, view.
10: It is very.
3: It's moving. It's forward thinking. It's moving in the right direction. Jagger Jones, to the
2: grand baby of Parnelli Jones, making a whole lot of noise coming up.
5: Lucas Interior Detail rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information.
3: Hey, it's Crasher from The Freaks. If someone's cooking burgers, I want a unique flavor, and there's only one that truly hits the spot. Bubba Burgers, jalapeno or sweet onion burgers, and it's straight from your local grocery store. There's even reduced fat and turkey Bubba Burgers. How about an Angus Bubba Burger? Basically, there's not a better burger to throw on the grill for your weekend parties than a tasty, juicy mouthful of Bubba Burger. Again, available in your grocery store. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba.
2: and
1: get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. I've got another confession to make. I'm your fool. Everyone's got the chains to break. Holding
2: you. Will you bother us? Back to the Freaks, Sunday night, Lucas Oil Studios. Coming up on our 20th year, man, Could to have a freaking flashback going back to 2013. Carl Edwards, after he won the Texas Motor Speedway race in April of 2013. Uh, this dude, first time in the Freak Nation, all 17 years old of him, Jagger Jones, gets his first career win at uh, the All-American Speedway, holding off a hard-charging Haley Deegan yep. uh, to win his first career Canon Pro West race. And this, you've gotten so close a number of times, Jagger. It's uh, it's good to get you to Freak Nation. First of all, what the hell finally put you over the top to grab you the win?
11: Yeah, for sure. First, thanks for having me on the show. And, yeah, to answer your question, it it felt really good to get the first win. We've been so close so many different times this year. I can look back at least three or four races where I had a pretty good shot, shot the last five laps uh, to get a win, and I think just, just that feeling of being so close so many times um, and just knowing I just had the speed. I just have to put everything together. I think that really um, just pushed me to really fight and really put a great 20 laps down to hold off Haley, like you said, and put put the number six in victory lane. Jagger
2: Jones joining us here in the Freak Nation Lucasol Studios, the grandson of Pardelli Jones, one of the greatest racers ever on the planet. And with wins like this, you can finally put that conversation, at least table it for a while, that, yeah, that's, that's Parnelli Jones' grandson, <laughs> and you could be Jagger Jones, can't you?
11: Yes, for sure. I mean, being called Parnelli Jones' grandson is definitely nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, it's definitely an honor and to, to follow his and my dad and my uncle's footsteps in, in the racing world, but I also do want to make a name for myself, so... I think nights like last night just uh, really puts that to, to work.
3: Well, how much pressure do you feel to make a name for yourself? Because your brother also races. So it's, it's like both of you are vying for this, this new name of the Jones family and who's going to get it first, right?
11: Oh, I, I think me and my brother, we, I, don't, I wouldn't say we look at it like that. I think we try to help each other as much as we can and uh, try, to, try to be the best we can ourselves. Um, and, I mean, I want him to succeed as, as much as he possibly can, and I think he wants the same for me. So, um, really, it's it's um, pretty cool to also have, like, a brother, like you said, that, um, is all, that I can look to and I can give advice to, and he can even help me. Um, so I, I think that's super cool, and I think we both just want to continue the Jones name and kind of create our own names, too, in motorsports.
3: You know, we're talking to Jagger Jones, winner of the K&N West Series race up in Roseville, California, this weekend. His first win in the series, the first of many to come. I had a feeling you and your brother, Jace, were were pretty tight. You guys had a good relationship because you made him wear your merchandise in one of your merchandise ads. <laughs> and I have no idea how your brother is actually wearing a Jagger shirt and smiling in the picture.
11: I know. I was a little surprised, too. I, I'm like – come on, just do it. Maybe I'll get some more sales out of it. And he went along with it, thankfully. So uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool to have Jace Jones as a quote-unquote brand ambassador for, for my shirt.
3: <laughs> well, Jacker, what's next for you? Is it going to be the K&N West Series? Is it going to be the ARCA Series? What What are your future plans? College is also a part of that. But let's get to racing first.
11: Yeah, so – this year a lot of you guys probably know that they're changing up the kind of the the route to NASCAR um with NASCAR buying the arca series and K&N kind of merging a little bit into that and kind of still staying on its own so um, next year there'll be less K&N races and a a similar number of arca races so i i think it's important i don't have any um plans exact plans yet um as of right now for next season. But we're working on that and I would I would really just hope our main focus is to get um to get at least fifteen fifteen to twenty races in a, a good car where I can go and show my talent and try to go win some more races. So whether that's K and N, Arca, um maybe even some truck start, uh we're working on that right now, but I, I don't have an uh, exact plan for next year.
3: Are you what's your relationship like with Ford? And maybe you can't answer this right now. Are you married to Ford or could you do a Toyota ride? Could you do a Chevrolet ride? Where does that put you for your future where you're looking for your future plans?
11: Yeah, I do not have any at the moment right now. I don't have any ties to any any manufacturer. Obviously, Ford is on the car, um, especially in that they work with the team a lot. Uh, but me uh personally, I don't have any ties to uh, to ford or or any manufacturer at the moment, so that leaves a lot of opportunities open um for the next next year and for years to come and maybe eventually I'm assuming i will hopefully will get paired with a manufacturer um, but at the moment, I don't have any ties yet.
4: Jagger Jones, K&N winner, got your first win in K&N this season. I'm in, i I got to ask you a delicate question. I've been around racetracks and drivers most of my life, and your name is a Hall of Fame name. Your family name is a Hall of Fame name. You get a lot of static from the other drivers because they're jealous of uh, what they perceive the resources that you get and all the help you might get, or just having your grandfather there giving you some pointers and how to go fast.
11: Yeah, at times for sure. There's been, um, negatives and there's been negatives maybe with the racing name of the Jones family with just kind of the, the perception people have on me and my family and, how I'm—I kind of have everything handed to me, which definitely isn't the case. I, I work hard at racing. It's what a sport I fell in, in love with, and it's something that I want to do. Um, and I, all my effort and uh, try to succeed the best I can and be the best race car driver I can. So, maybe in that aspect a little bit. But I think the all of the positives definitely outweigh the, the, the just the, what people think about you because that's not necessarily, in my opinion, what matters. For me, I, what I focus on is winning races, and um, to be able to have my grandpa and my dad at my races and giving me advice, and to to have the Jones family name behind me, um, I would say those those positives definitely outweigh any any of the negatives, for sure.
4: Did they give you a chance to do anything else? To yeah, go play football, basketball, any stick and ball sports, tennis, golf, uh, or did they sort of push you towards a racing career
11: no it was actually quite quite the opposite my mom my mom didn't want me to race she she thought it was too dangerous but um so i played basketball baseball football soccer i played just a track and field just about every sport um, until i was in about eighth grade uh, but when i was about nine or i grew up just driving a go-kart Um, I got one for, I think, my sixth birthday, and I would just go out to the track, me and my dad, um, kind of like a father-son bonding uh, thing to do every month or so, and so I I drove when I was younger, and then I got a go-kart when I was nine, and the next weekend I was entered in a race, and uh, I really liked it, and then a month later, I was racing the regional race, and then about a year later, I was winning the national go-kart races, so it kind of (laughs) just... slowly happened and my mom i don't think at the moment when my dad said oh we're doing a race next weekend she knew what what we were starting but um but yeah my my family they definitely haven't pushed me into racing um they do it they want me to do it because i want to do it um so whether that, that was football baseball racing whatever i wanted to do they would fully support me and, and uh just being around racing my whole life there is no way I wasn't going to become a race car driver. That's the way I look at it.
3: Is there or was there any point in your racing career, especially starting off with go-karts? We're talking to Jagger Jones here, who won his first K&N Pro Series race up in California this weekend. Was there any point where you said, yes, absolutely, I want to go stock car racing, or you know what, my dad, my grandpa, they were car drivers. They also have done off-road. I want to go in that direction instead.
11: Yeah, so it's definitely an interesting story of how I I began my, I would say, stock car career and how I I got into the NASCAR side of motorsports. I was actually, I was racing uh, almost full-time in Europe in go-karts, and I was really looking more of a Formula One path, which in my opinion is the complete opposite. And so I was looking at even moving to Europe. Um, We almost pulled the trigger on that, and we were just really almost a little unsure about the funding because it can be so expensive, uh, to go over and race in Europe. And it's hard for American to do that and get the financial support, uh, behind him to go race overseas in Europe. So we didn't make that happen. Um, and I was young at the time too. And I wasn't even fully sure if that's the route I wanted to take because I hadn't experienced a lot of other types of racing. So, um, I tested a legend car, and I really liked it, and I started doing some legend races out at the Bullring Las, at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And and then this was – that was the end of 2016. And then 2017, we were kind of looking at our options. I, I kind of phased out of go-kart racing um, at the end of that year, and I knew if I wanted to become a race car driver, I, I needed to start racing cars. Um, so I tested a late model out at Irwindale. I really liked it, and I thought – Might as well. I mean, NASCAR, I mean, it's something I've watched since I was a kid, something I've been a huge fan of um, my entire life, and I I really like the legend races I did. I really like the oval racing and how competitive it is, how you're fighting for a tenth, and you can run side-by-side for 40, 50 laps. So um, I started racing late models, and from there on, I was fully focused on NASCAR.
2: Jagger, did your dad, PJ, miss this win? Was, Was he down in Mexico?
11: Yes, he still is. He they built ah. two oh, no. brand new brand new race cars um to go UTVs, UTV Can-Ams to go um racing. So he was out in at the Nora 500 this weekend. I don't know exactly where they finished, but I think I might have fin- heard that they finished third um in their class for their debut with those cars. So yeah, he my mom was in Vegas with my brother. He was racing at the boring this weekend. Oh no. And Jeez. I I hopped on the plane on Friday morning and went over to Roseville uh, all alone so um it's funny yeah that it, neither one of none of my family were there to celebrate but uh I called them right after the race and they were as you'd expect very happy.
3: Okay, Jagger, superstitious. Wait, wait, they can they can't go to any races now. They just can't. I know. <laughs> exactly.
4: You got to tell them to stay away so that you got yep. a chance to win now. Mhm.
2: Yeah. That, that's how it is. That's it's superstition racing, when it super comes st- to racing. Yeah. Jagger yep. Jones, Canon K- Pro Series race winners. First win of his pro career. Joining us here in the Freak Nation, Jagger. I got a feeling this won't be the last time you'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Thanks
11: for doing this, buddy. Oh well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, like you said, I I'd love to come back. Had a boy.
2: Usually, when you're back in the Freak Nation, it means you're winning.
11: Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I we're racing in Kern County in two weekends. Uh, a track that I've had a lot of success, and um, I'm the reigning late model champion there, so I'm looking forward to that. And then we have there another race after that um, in Phoenix, my hometown race, to uh, cap off our season. So two more chances boy. this year.
1: Damn.
11: Jagger, thanks, buddy. All right, thank you.
2: All right, Jagger Jones, your race winner of the Canyon Pro Series, West Series, here in the Freak Nation. Nice. Look at some of the, the tracks that his granddad grandfather parnelli jones raced on uh he he had six consecutive wins between 1958 and 1959 in that same series when it was called the pacific coast late model series parnelli scored his first win at the old huntington beach speedway wow in california where the hell was that stat any idea
4: I don't have any idea. Huntington Huntington Beach, Beach? I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I
2: don't have any idea where, though. What's that? Pacific Coast Late Model Series.
3: Who was it that wrote, there's a book out there about all of the tracks in the state of California that are now extinct. It's just a fascinating book about the history of racing in, in the West Coast state.
4: Yeah, there was a friend of ours named Harold Osmer who wrote. There you go. A book about the tracks in Southern California, and the hill climbs they used to run through through Pasadena, uh, and they used to race up and down um, San Vicente, going down towards Ocean Boulevard and coming back up towards uh, Wilshire. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places that you look at now and it said, "How'd they race there?" But they used to. That's what they used to do. Statman,
2: Crash Gladys, Kenny Sarge at Speed Freaks on a Sunday night talking about a little bit of history here of some late model racing, some racing that was going on in, in Southern California. And you look at a dude like Parnelli Jones, and Statman, you've got some of your favorite drivers of all time. Would you put Parnelli Jones just a, a flat out one of the best drivers, uh, maybe top ten driver of all time?
4: who, Top ten, I don't know. Certainly, he came from a period of time when people raced everything. Yeah, uh, the, the best thing about Parnelli is his his real name. I can't get beyond that, Rufus Parnell. Uh, that was <laughs> that was uh, one of the great names. Uh, just you don't hear anybody born today named Rufus. You know, I'm gonna call him Rufus. know, that's what that's the name you want. But uh, yeah, and and he made. He, as much notoriety as he did in pavement racing, he did the same thing in off-road. He mm-hmm. was a driver, just like Mario, just like AJ. He was, a, he was a dude. Trans Am, oh my word. But the races between uh, Parnelli and Mark Donahue, it was wonderful.
2: Freak Nation, next hour we're going with a gentleman that is seeking a championship in the ARCA Racing Series. He'll be joining us. And Carl Edwards, where the hell has he been? We're going back six years for a freaking flashback. With Carl Edwards coming up. Speed
0: freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
8: Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. The football season's back! And now you
9: can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, BetOnline.ag.
2: Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make your bets on your favorite professional or college teams.
5: Every spread, every total, every winner, and every loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season.
2: Will Mahomes throw for 56 touchdowns? Can the Pats go undefeated? You can bet on all of this with the fastest odds updates and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, BetOnline.ag. Head over to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use promo code COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus.
7: Get into all the action today with BetOnline.ag
2: Second hour of Speed Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios, big second hour. we got a freaking flashback going back over six years when Carl Edwards joined us after a big race win at Texas Motor Speedway. Also Christian Eckes, who suffered a bad, bad case of food poisoning earlier in the year. Uh, running for a championship in the ARCA series on those general tires. He's going to be joining us coming up in about 12 minutes he had food poisoning set him back in points and races somehow he worked his way back into it to possibly win the championship coming up this weekend in Kansas in moments your crash Gladys Pitt news and notes but real quick pulling back the curtain here for a moment Parnelli Jones was listening to us for about 15 or 20 minutes in our last hour Parnelli Jones if you're not familiar with him he's one of the just greatest racers, racer, not, not IndyCar racer or stock car or off-road or hill climb, just racer. You put him in something at his height, he could beat anybody. His son, excuse me, his grandson, Jagger Jones joined us for 15 minutes last segment. We got a picture of Parnelli Jones listening to us interview his grandson and everybody on these mics, not only are we touched by the fact that the legend Parnelli Jones is listening to us interview his grandson, but we all have a different perspective of looking at this picture of Parnelli Jones. Statman is a grandfather. I'm not a grandfather, but I've got a five-and-a-half-year-old daughter that earlier tonight I walk in, and there she is in bed with her grandmother, meaning my mother. So hearing, seeing the fact that Parnelli Jones is listening to his grandson, it just sheds light on this show that we've done for almost 20 years and the generations that we've touched indirectly with some of our interviews where when we started this show, Parnelli Jones' grandson was not alive. <laughs> now, 17 years later, he's alive, and Parnelli Jones, who we regard as one of the greatest drivers ever, is listening to his grandson on our show, Statman. It's, it may sound silly and... and not that important to other people, but if you pull it, pull the curtain back and really look at this thing, that's momentous in of itself.
4: That's more than momentous. That that says something about, and it's sobering about how we've been able to touch people's lives across generations and legendary people, from Dale Earnhardt Jr. to Dan Gurney to Parnelli Jones. Remember the night that Dan Gurney <laughs> called in on his own and we yes. had to check and make sure that the guy on the line saying he was Dan Gurney was actually Dan Gurney. We had a great conversation with him. So, yeah, I mean it's huge to have and these are names that made racing. Uh you can't tell the story of racing globally without People like Dan Gurney and Parnelli Jones, and the mm-hmm. fact that they're listening to us, or have listened to us, is a sobering thing beyond all understanding.
2: Yeah, the guys that you're mentioning, those are the, the Bart Stars, the Jim Browns, there the Bob go. Lillies of racing. They're the guys who put it who put it there for these younger drivers: Jagger, Haley, Deegan. Uh, I could go on and on of these teenagers and these twenty Bowman, yeah, Chase ben, Elliott.
3: And, yeah, exactly.
2: They're the guys that put this on the map. I mean they they put this on the map for Chase Elliott's dad. Yeah. Bill Elliott. You know, <laughs> Gurney, Parnelli Jones, Sh- Carol Shelby, uh, Jack Groush. Yeah, wait, wait,
4: I mean let me I'm cutting you off here. That's a ceremony that almost all drivers have at the end of a race when they celebrate their victory and spray champagne everywhere wasn't done until Dan Gurney did it and Dan Gurney used to be a regular uh, listener to our broadcast <laughs> I mean that's you can't get higher um, yeah I don't know I mean that, that's something that makes you stop and think when you when the show is over
2: Yeah, it's a a bit sobering, Uh, Parnelli Jones listening to us on one of our affiliates or online through one of the apps to his grandson in the Freak Nation. Coming up, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, and resuming with some affiliates here in the Freak Nation.
0: Speed Freaks, we promise Suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
1: The Freaks.
2: Welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Second hour. Lucas Oil Studios. Crash Gladys. Statman. Keddy Sargent. Crash Gladys. Pit News and Notes. Brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Weather's starting to cool off. The wet winter, fall, fall winter season's on its way. Why don't you start rolling on General Tires and that big old Ford, Chevy, Toyota Tundra? Go to GeneralTire.com for more. Crasher?
3: Let's talk about Petit Le Mans kicking off the weekend, and it was Action Express who won the battle, but Team Penske that overall won the war. Actually, it was the Action Express number five who dominated the race, but after 10 hours of racing, or more specifically 9 hours and 40 minutes, they had brace, brake disc failure. So that essentially handed the win to their teammates, Eric Curran, who you just heard from last hour, Pipo Durrani and Felipe Nasser. Even with that win, however, Team Penske drivers Juan Montoya and Dane Cameron finished sixth and clinched the IMSA prototype title. Speaking of Team Penske, how about that duo of Scott McLaughlin and Alex Premat? They won the Bathurst 1000. So let it all soak in for a little bit. Another milestone for Roger Penske. His team wins their first ever Bathurst 1000, a very exciting race, by the way, as well, that came down to fuel conservation and a last lap dash. But they win the Bathurst 1000 on the same weekend as his team winning the IMSA Series title. The captain. He's just, oh, he's the captain for a reason. Formula One raced in Japan, and it was Valtteri Bottas who started third, and then he took advantage of an error from pole sitter Sebastian Vettel, so he snagged the lead going into turn one, and, well, he never really looked back. He won the Japanese Grand Prix, and with the win, Mercedes secured the Constructors' Championship and is now guaranteed the driver's title. When it came to back in America, Rain won the day in both Talladega for the NASCAR Cup Series and in Charlotte for the NHRA playoffs. NASCAR completed one stage with William Byron netting that win, and the remainder of the Dega race, well, it's going to be run on Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern. NHRA, on the other hand, finished three rounds of eliminations, but... Needed to postpone their finals to Monday at 10 a.m. Get this since NHRA is in NASCAR's hometown of Charlotte, they will welcome all NASCAR hard card holders free admission tomorrow for that elimination round. Take advantage of it. And yes, you just heard from KNN West winner Jagger Jones last hour. If you missed it, check it out. Podcasts, speedfreaks.tv.
2: Food poisoning and a championship in racing coming up.
3: Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba burgers all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba.
2: It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two
4: decades.
1: Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
2: Kenny Sargent, Statman, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight, Freak Nation. Again, a big show. If you missed any of it, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Christian Eck is joining us here on the Freak Nation, getting set for a hopeful championship run coming up in Kansas next weekend. And it's incredible, Christian, what you've come back from to actually be in the hunt for a championship where you're sitting in – a points position where a lot of folks probably would have given up at one time, but now you're back in that spot. What what has been the major contribution for you and the team to be back in the championship run, given all the trials and tribulations you've been through?
12: Yeah, um, it's definitely been an eventful year. Um, you know, as a whole, we uh, we had two weeks in a row that were really rough. Uh, you know, obviously I got sick of Salem and wasn't able to race and I wanted to uh went to Talladega and crashed the week after. And really, ever since then, we, we kind of decided that, uh, you know, we need to kind of get our crap together. and uh, you know, We had some rough races even then, but, you know, the last six races, we finished in the top two every single race. And, um, you know, we just kind of cut out all the mistakes. And, you know, we've uh, shored it up a lot. I think we've made up something like 150 points over the last uh, three or four races. So... Uh, we're, we're doing everything we can, and we just got to go finish it out next week at
2: Kansas. Christian Eck is joining us here in the Freak Nation, running on them general tires for the ARCA series, hopefully for him and the team, getting himself a championship coming out of Kansas next weekend. Can you share with the Freak Nation really where the issues came from with the food poisoning and really the setback that uh, has been documented? Yeah. Um, you
12: know, we, we – uh, went to Salem we practiced we qualified everything was good and I had a headache on the way home and um you know, the whole night was, was definitely eventful It took a lot to go to even to the hospital so uh, I stayed up in Salem Indiana which was not a really pleasant time uh, for the next 5 days of food poisoning and uh, I actually threw up so hard that I tore a hole in my esophagus so that's I uh, hope you're not eating dinner but um other than that you know, Talladega, we wrecked the week after, and, you know, we put ourselves in a hole of 300-some points, I think, or something like that. has been cool on our way back ever since.
3: But how can – let's talk about – you said you had to correct some mistakes. Okay, sickness aside, that was awful. But that aside, that's not a mistake. That's just life. That's just something that happens, unfortunately. The mistakes – Crash aside as well from Talladega, the mistakes that you were experiencing in the car, what were they and how were you able to overcome those behind the wheel?
12: Yeah, um, you know, when we really think about this year, you know, if we end up do losing next week, which you know hopefully we don't, and I don't think we will, but you know, in the same aspect though, all the mistakes, you know, we've, you know, messed up and given up points and we have a 15 point lead and there's multiple times that we've given up 30 just by, you know, making stupid moves or, Hmm. uh you know have, not having a car good enough and just you know stupid little things like that that we've uh lost a lot of points with um you know we went to elko last week and, and michael who I'm actually racing for the championship with uh spun me out we lost a lot of points there uh you know hopefully that doesn't have to come into play you know if we, if we lose by that many points and you know the champion ends up being him that's, that's gonna suck but um, you know, as a whole, like I said, we've, we've cut out all the mistakes and we've brought faster race cars than we ever have. Uh, you know, it's really putting forward results.
3: So, Christian Eckes, you definitely have something called momentum on your side, and that's awesome, and I hope I'm not jinxing anything. Fifteen points ahead, heading into Friday night's finale. Where do you have to fit? How many places ahead do you have to finish ahead of Michael Self in order to clinch this title?
12: Uh, I have a two-point buffer. Uh, I'm leading right now but he can't lead a lap or anything like that because you get bonus points for that. Like I have a 15-point uh, bonus. It's five points position, five points for leading a lap, five po- five points for leading the most, and uh, stuff like that. So, you know, I still have the mindset that we need to go there and beat him. Um, you know, Michael's really good at Kansas, and, you know, I think he's led it pretty much every single mile and a half this year. So, um, you know, we're really going with the mindset that we need to beat him and to honestly win the race.
3: And to win the race, obviously, you, <laughs> you've you proven that you can do that. It doesn't matter what kind of track it is. You've proven you can do that, Christian Eckes. But what kind of strategy might you be taking into the finale? Because you just said Michael Self is, is very good at intermediate tracks. Will this maybe be a race that we can watch live on FS2 where you might be trailing him to kind of keep watching his line to find out his game plan throughout the race and then you just nail him at the end and, and pass him for the win or or what is the, the strategy that you're kind of looking for that might help you the best
12: honestly the, the strategy is that we, we need to go doing everything we can to to run the best and that means getting the pole leading the most laps and leading laps um you know i feel like that creates the most buffer and you know, if we go and do our job like that, um you know we're definitely going to be counter points throughout the race that we have all year, but at the same time, I feel like we just need to go perform and um you know definitely the pressure's on us you know I haven't had the points until since I got sick at Salem, so you know, the pressure's back on us here and, and we're uh, we're kind of just brushing that off and, and realizing that we just have to go and perform the best we can.
2: His name is Christian Eckus getting set for a hopeful championship coming up this weekend in Kansas for the Arca series running on general tires. How will you race this race differently knowing that the championship is on the line? Yeah. um, I
12: I wouldn't say it's too much like any other race.
2: Uh, You know, we go and we want to win every time, but,
12: uh, you know, it'll be in the back of my head not to make uh, moves that I I wouldn't normally do. Um, You know, it's really important to just stay there and be there, especially when you've got a championship on the line and it's this close. So, um, you know, I guess just maintaining the whole race and, and keeping us in contention is going to be the uh, best thing we can do.
2: Who's going to be in your ear the majority of the race? Pretty
12: much uh, everybody on my team. You know, <laughs> hopefully not too much. I'm not a not a big uh, fan of noise during the race. But, uh, you know, I have great people around me, and I've really always had my whole career. So just kind of looking forward to this weekend. Um, we have a really good shot at it, and I really feel like we were, uh, definitely got the momentum to go do it.
3: And please tell me that either JBL or TRD or Venturini Motorsports, you have a personal chef for this weekend so that everything can be very calm, cool, and collected to help you out, right?
12: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Just got to throw on those JBL headphones and i will be cool and calm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's true. You, you have to think about that given the severity of your food poisoning and what it caused that are you more in tune with what you put in your mouth moving forward?
12: yeah uh that that's that's definitely for sure um i'm not eating the hamburgers at salem speedway anymore that's that's (laughs) a no-no on my list but um yeah that's that's for sure
3: you know why kenny's asking you this because we had our daughter's fall break this weekend so we had some friends of ours with us, and uh, we accidentally poisoned them with some bad meat. <laughs> so, yes, oh, no. this food poisoning uh, thing, <laughs> no, it's not. It is no joke. And so, yeah, coming back from that is just just—it's just an incredible story. I really do, we all do, hope that you cap this off with the best way to end the season. But, of course, still, even without that, if without the title, your comeback in general is definitely one for the record books.
12: Yeah, and honestly, I feel like that's why we're so calm going this weekend. Um, you know, we've we've done everything we can, and we really, really want to go finish it off. But at the same time, we've done pretty much everything we can the past six races to to be the best. And you know, that that's that's good enough to me. If, if we don't win the championship, as long as we tried our best and didn't make too many mistakes, and we just uh, we got to go capitalize. You know, I'm definitely going to be upset if we don't win, but in the same time, uh, you know, we've worked hard and uh, have to see what happens.
3: And then you referenced your JBL headphones earlier. If you win, what's the first tune you're going for? If you lose, what's the first tune you are going for?
12: Oh, man, I don't know. If I lose, there probably won't be any uh, any noise. Just sitting there in the corner all by myself, depressed. And But I don't know. music I can win, be a pick-me-up. Kinda... What's that?
3: Music can be a pick-me-up, though.
12: Yeah, probably. If I win, I don't know, it'll probably be some crazy stuff. It'll, it'll,
2: be a, it'll be a fun night. Bam. <laughs> Christian Eckes, again, back in the points hunt, the championship hunt, after an incredible year, some highs and indeed some lows. Uh, it's going to come down to this last race in Kansas for the ARCA Series Championship for 2019, running on our friends, the General Tires. Christian, good luck, buddy. Maybe uh, maybe you're phoning us next Sunday night Ooh. as the champion.
12: Yeah, I hope so, man. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to try our hardest to try, too.
2: Bam,
3: and then we'll find out that playlist post win. Yeah.
2: Christian, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Yeah, that's right. All right, thanks, man. I'll see you. Coming up next, a freaking flashback. Carl Edwards, 2013, six years ago. But first, your stat man's Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide
7: guidance to mankind.
4: The Freaks last week spent a few minutes talking about the 2020 Formula 1 calendar that includes Hanoi-Vietnam as the third race on the schedule. Those of us of a certain age still can't separate Hanoi from the divisive realities of the 1960s when the United States was at war with Vietnam, but that's what that government wants us to do. If you can, take a look at this entire issue with some objectivity. The Hanoi race would be the fourth street race on the F1 calendar, equal to Monaco in some categories. Hanoi is a city of more than 8 million people. and it's It's easy to see how the Vietnamese government would be eager to display a city open for business, especially tourism. Formula One is one of the few bridges to the world's tourism business rated at more than $1.25 trillion five years ago. Spending $50 million to get five or six times that in tourism is a no-brainer, even if it means opening Hanoi for a look at what we used to call the Hilton. Peace. Speed Freaks,
0: Motorsports Radio, redefined.
2: Head to lucasoil.com. Check out their latest line of Lucas Oil gear oils. Whether you're operating heavy-duty machinery or a high-performance vehicle, Lucas Oil's selection of gear oils is going to provide protection protection in areas other gear lubricants can't. Check it out. lucasoil.com. On one of Dale Jr.'s podcasts, Joe Gibbs joined him a couple of months ago. And to this day, Joe Gibbs says he still has no idea why Carl Edwards stepped away. Joe Gibbs said this. He said, I would have to say that conversation might have been in my top five as far as shocks for me in life. They said, hey, Carl's outside. It was after the season. I figured out, you know, he was going to come in and wish me happy offseason, you know, good Christmas, something like that. Instead, he walked into my office and said, Joe, I think I made up my mind, stepping out of racing. Joe says, I was sitting there, and I go, do you realize every young guy your age wants to drive a race car and make a ton of money? You sure you want to be doing that right now? Uh, He said of the conversation, and now two and a half years since that development, Gibbs still hasn't been made aware of why Carl Edwards retired from racing. April of 2013, we caught up with Carl Edwards after his race at Texas Motor Speedway friend of the freak nation for many many years and this is just kind of how we start off our conversations with uh, carl edwards for a freaking flashback sometimes you hear this happy bastard call in <laughs> it's We're been talking, a while though it's, it's been, been a while has not it, 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 it man yes I, I am
8: pretty happy right now
10: I, this, this went pretty well we got a good uh, third place finish this is carl edwards yeah, by cool. the way i don't know if he's, <laughs> I, yeah, you jumped right, right in there yeah. man <laughs> <laughs> right, carl edwards driver of the number 99 fast and all ford fusion for us friendly racing
3: who drove and, this race um, with a crack tailpipe? We understand.
10: Yeah, crack tailpipe. I had um, I had all sorts of issues. We had cracked tailpipes. We had uh, the belts <laughs> came loose at one point. Uh, I don't mean loose. Like I unbuckled them coming to the green inadvertently, and uh,
3: coming to the green. Coming to the green. The worst so, part to do so. So
10: it took about three or four laps to get them all hooked back up, and uh, fortunately we didn't go a lap down. But this race is about Jimmy Finnig. I mean, he made calls on pit road. He was. We came in one time. He said, "Okay, drop the track barb." Put a rubber in the left rear, put a shim in the left front, two rounds of wedge. I mean, it was like we Whoa. were all over the map, and um, and somehow we ended up third. So very, very lucky to be third. Third.
3: Yeah, because I saw him running around 20th with maybe 110 to go or yeah. so. So, yeah, yeah, you guys really got your act together and just bonds, I And the what front. the
10: hell did I say,
2: Crash Gladys, when we're up, at, up in Kitten Nelson's suite, and I said, yeah, what happened to your Roush
10: boys?
3: Because I, I did. Know. I was saying. You were saying, no, nowhere to bad. be
2: seen.
10: Yeah, we,
3: we uh. And I picked them to win. I know it.
10: I picked me to win, too. But uh, we were we're in trouble. I mean, that's not good to run yeah. like that here. This it's is supposed Texas. to be, you know, we, we usually dominate here. Greg is usually spectacular. He finished fourth. He had a lot better car than than I did, or he was doing a better job of driving, and he was faster. But still, he it, we, know, we weren't dominant like Kyle and, and Martin and, and uh, Jeff Gordon, those guys, and we, we've got some work to do. You say you've got work to do. What is that? Is, is, is it driver? Is it car? Is it crew chief? What the hell is it? Well, the driver can always do a better job. I mean, we can always, you know, I always think that way. I know Greg does too. Um, but I think our cars, I think we're just missing one little piece that's letting us go out here and dominate these races. I mean, there have been times I've sat in here after the race with you guys, and I mean, it was easy. I mean, you just out there on a Sunday drive, and you go win the race, and you think, man, what's wrong with all these other guys? And now, you know, I'm out there. Uh, working pretty hard and uh, and just fortunate to finish third. So, we we've got work to do and we we all know it. And um, Jack Roush called us in this morning, even before the race started. He called in Greg, and Ricky, and I went to his motorhome and he said, "Look, we gotta we gotta come up with a way to be better here." He said, "I'm looking at the pattern. and We're not dominating ever at any of these races with this new car. So, we're we're gonna keep working." We saw Martin Truex
2: after his second-place finish, and that dude just looked like he came out of a 15-round fight.
10: Yeah, he's not for happy. second place. Yep. You ever been there? Oh, yeah. There's nothing worse than when you have a – which, as a driver, you live and die by getting the finish that your car and your crew deserves. And if you have a car that can win and you don't win with it – I mean, that, he just said it in there. He said, you know, to beat all of these guys, to have a car that can beat all of them, is, it's – doesn't happen very often and when you lose it you waste that opportunity that's crushing i mean he's gonna have a terrible week i I was he he looked like he was really frustrated so that's the difference between a guy who's got a 20th place car finishing third i'm pumped martin finishes second with a winning car and he's down in the dumps
3: yeah and even jeff gordon i heard him in a post-race interview saying hey yeah you know we got a really fast car even though he finished way back there because of a couple of issues so yeah it's the highs and lows of the sport. Well,
10: and it depends. I mean, like right now, I know we've got trouble on the mile-and-a-halves. half. So we are not very good. Well, if we go to Kansas next week, lead the whole thing, dominate, and have some trouble, well, I'm still going to be happy because, hey, we've turned it around. Things are good. But um – but we've already got a win this year. We feel pretty confident about being in the chase, but uh, it's it's an emotional sport. I mean, you go out there and give it all you got, and sometimes it doesn't go the way you'd like. Carl Edwards joins us. Well, talk to me about this. Where are we being broadcast right now? Dallas, Fort Worth, a oh, hundred thousand cool. watt FM. Hundred thousand, sounding like a million. I bet. Yeah. That's pretty serious. So yeah, the people who people live next in to that right tower, they they got like longer hair. They got like three testicles yeah, and an arm coming out of their back. Yeah. <laughs> but they also have 105.3. Yeah. So, hey, and you know what? You could use an arm out of your back every once in a while. Isn't that true? Th- and then probably. It's, you know what? Four or two is for Tony Stewart when he walks up and gives you the wedgie. Do you know he does that a lot? No. And you got an oh, arm yeah. in your back? Yeah, he's probably done it to you. He, he does it to the <laughs> women a lot more. And for some reason, he does it to me. I don't right. know what that means, but
3: wow!
10: But, uh, I'm just joking with Tony. So <laughs> he's so anyway. to
3: another man this weekend. I saw. Yeah, it, oh yeah, it but on if Twitter he somewhere. man, if he just had
10: an arm in the middle of your back, you could just jab him real quick. That'd be that'd be good. You know, Brendan right Brendan
2: gone is a master at unbuckling women's bras. I would
10: I would, I I would assume that I've with, known Brendan for a long time. With, and, <laughs> I'm not well I'll talk I can't talk about it on the air, but he's a he's a very he's a very social butterfly, Brendan is.
2: And it's supposed of course, <laughs> to say the b- least before he was married, of course.
10: This all happened before his marriage. Yeah. Oh
3: right. he still undoes bras and Brendan yeah, right. and his <laughs> wife standing there. Ha, hey, let ha, me tell gotcha. you, his
10: wife has got to be one of the coolest people. To marry Brendan Gone, you you gotta know <laughs> you're in for it. He's she's probably still tell, hearing stories that she's never heard on, on radio stations, you Yeah. Know. <laughs> so he's I got in trouble for that when I was in about fifth grade for uh well, I was snapping bras. I wasn't unbuckling them. I wasn't that good. But uh, I am not. I wasn't that dexterous.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, so oh I oh, hated that when people snap my whoa, bra. You I mean, thought it was cool. Thought, We're like Ken, you know. Whoa, whoa. But, but it, it hurts. Two, two
10: girls. grade? Like Who's two... wearing a bra well, in a, fifth grade? There's a Carl couple Edwards. girls, and everybody knew you know, who had the bra, so you go up there and s- snap it. Were they living by the 100,000-watt towers? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, man. That's really good.
2: <laughs> and, and And again, before we let you go, you know you're still infamous here on 105.3 The Fan, we're almost getting, you know, the station blown up with your mother coming in, dropping the F bombs. Yeah, and my mom
10: is is yeah. just throwing the F bombs around. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So my mom has she's toned it down. She's right. getting her act together. <laughs> she's uh, she's out of prison now. Everything's right. good. So uh, yeah. everything's cool. We're just we're having fun. Hey, I gotta give a shout out to Fastenal. Fastenal, they had a lot of folks here tonight. We gave them the best uh, run we could, but we've got to get to victory lane for Fastenal. If people out there listening, you know, the hundred and thousand watt uh, one oh five three is reaching you you've got a, some sort of construction project, a business, anything like that where you use a lot of nuts and bolts and things, they, they can save you money. So go check out Fastenal. Fastenal.com? Fastenal.com is pretty cool, and your local Fastenal store can, can do it. Like right now, all, the, all these shelves, all this stuff around here, they, they can come in, fix any of it, give you parts, set up vending machines, save you money because you know how it is. You've got a business and people go take too many drill bits and stuff, and right. your inventory just goes. So Fastenal takes care of you. You
2: know what just Ooh. hurt? I saw them wheel about a dozen
10: white cowboy hats by us. Uh, I'm glad on. I didn't see that. Yeah. That's depressing. That was terrible. You do have so one, though. I've got a few cowboy yeah, you, you hats. It. It's it's my, i wear. Name. I got a black one, and it's my internet hat. So when I get on the internet, I put on my hat. And it just I don't know why, but it sits next to the computer. And so I don't know where this came from. but it, I, it's, You
3: know, that pisses me off. I'm sorry. I know we got to let you go. But you get on the internet, but you're not on Twitter. You, Dale Jr., and Tony Stewart, get on Twitter.
10: Nah, Twitter. It's its almost getting cool to not just be on Twitter. Your guys. <laughs> I know. Home. Everybody's like. Yeah, okay. I, and I have a, I have trouble, so I'm honest. So I had a Facebook, and I get in so much trouble because, you know, you get in a wreck or have some drama at the racetrack, and I'm like, hey, here's what happens. Here's how I feel about it. <laughs> and they're like, you can't say that. You, you're going to, you know. so Clint Boyer
3: cusses on Twitter. He doesn't get in trouble.
10: Clint Boyer cusses everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And yeah. he gets away with
10: it. Yeah, I, I guarantee he snapped a few bras. Clint's wild. He's wild. We're going
3: back to the bra snapping.
10: Yeah. All right, Carl. We're just. All right. Uh, yeah. This is. Yeah. yeah it's a professional. Speed freaks is professional. I'm sorry, Carl. Please bring it down to the gutter here. It started oh, with our first making up for my mom yeah. not being here. All right. Thanks. Back. Be safe out there, driving, folks. Wear your safety belts. <laughs> more, more. Watch out for idiots. And watch for that third arm coming out of your back. <laughs>
2: third <laughs> arm. Uh. Yeah. Again, six years ago, a freaking flashback with Carl Edwards.
3: Uh, well, Dale Jr.'s on Twitter now. Yep. So is Tony Stewart.
2: You can email Statman, StatMC <laughs> at SpeedFreaks. Talking about the
3: snapping uh-huh. brawls. Yeah, what was going on there? <laughs> <Jeez>. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm.
4: Hello there. Yeah. I'm gonna put... Well, I. <laughs>
2: Again, leave it to us having to go to an off road guy to put this thing back <laughs> on the tracks. Ryan Beat next. Girl, why you why you on it?
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
2: Now, what if I told you that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is. And it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? Then grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers. All in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba.
1: Grab it, and hold on tight. <laughs> oh,
9: this is going really well. Yeah, so I guess you've heard then. What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No. Then I'm actually a chess painter.
1: <gasps> Pirate fans unite! Yeah!
9: That was not on the profile.
8: So now you've heard.
5: Lucas Interior Detail rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information.
3: Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud-terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on road performance with off road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to generaltire.com.
4: Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer lasting oil film. For maximum protection, Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop and go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You
1: are listening to Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. <laughs>
2: Smart folks, roll on General Tires. Freak Nation, do yourself a favor. Check out the website, GeneralTire.com, or your favorite tire dealer to find out what kind of General Tires they're going to put on your fat ride. You got a Chevy Silverado. What about a big old family SUV? You should be rolling on General Tires. That's GeneralTire.com. Ryan Beat, your 2017-2018 Pro Light Champion in the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series, here in the Freak Nation, he's been coming in for many, many years. And Ryan Beat, it's uh, this is bonkers, man. With you going into the final race weekend in Chandler, Arizona, coming up the end of October for the Lucas Oil Off Road Racing Series, uh, that's not a whole lot of dudes in the off road racing series can say they've won three, uh, three <laughs> times in a row. When and and you're sitting there at the top of the points, it's it's up to you to lose it, isn't it?
14: Yeah. Um, well, it's up to me to lose it, and up to those guys to lose it. As well, you know, Um, we're coming in 10 points up on everybody. Um, As close as the points are, sometimes that can be really hard to make up. And then sometimes that can be easy to make up. So you never really know. It depends on how the weekend plays out. Um, I like the Arizona track, usually pretty decent there. Um, So as long as we rip off a good qualifying time um, and don't give up too many points or don't give up any points during qualifying And then go into the main and have a smart, you know,
2: uh, race. We should be pretty good. Ryan beat your 2017, 2018, and your points leader uh, going into the final race end of October for the Lucas Oil Racing Series Pro Lights class, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Uh, Can you share with the freaks that the importance of qualifying and where you qualify in short course off road racing? Does it mean much more to short course off road racing? than maybe, you know, an IndyCar race or a stock car race because it's such a shorter race, or are there other factors?
14: Well, there's other factors. With short course, what they've gone to the past two years is a points system um, for qualifying. So if you qualify first, you get five extra points. Um, fourth, or uh, excuse me, second is four points, third is three points, two is two points, and one is one point. So, or I mean, fifth is one point, excuse me. So, um, basically, the better you qualify in that top five, you can pick up some valuable points. And that's really where we've been able to make up a lot of points the past couple of years is we've been on point during qualifying as well as racing. So, we've put together a really strong package amongst General Tire and Lucas Oil, um, you know, to keep our program uh, tip-top and uh, making sure we got the speed under us that we need.
3: Ryan Beat, two-time Pro Light Champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation, heading for number three. Let's be honest. Does any of this matter right now? You are a father. You're not even a month <laughs> into being a father. I mean, this is – that's just – I see how you've you have been quoted on social media as how it's changed your life. It changed ours. It changed Statman's. You always hear people say that, but you don't really understand it until you have your own child and you, you finally wel- are welcomed into that club. Tell me what's going through your mind right now. Screw motorsports.
14: <laughs> well, actually, my daughter's three now. But, um, yeah, things are crazy. Oh, man. three years ago um, today.
3: Three years. Oh.
14: Yep. So yep. how did I get three so confused? Years,
3: yep.
14: <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, know it's great. I mean, it's crazy. It, it definitely changes your life and, and changes your whole goal, focus, and purpose. Um, you know, uh, it's been the biggest blessing in disguise for me. Um, you know, it's kind of toned me down. You know, definitely was wild and crazy and, and and going crazy there for a long time and uh it's cool. It uh brings your focus back in and to be honest, I gotta credit a lot of my success, uh, to, to her, you know. Um she's kinda mellowed me out and settled me down and, and helped me get my head on straight and uh, really really settle down and focus on uh what's important in life and that's that's having you know, having her involved and then obviously a successful race program, uh, to provide for. Her.
3: Yes, my bad for reading your social post wrong. You're right. It was three no years ago at the end of September, so yep. I apologize for that. But let's talk no Let's talk about what you just said right there, because, yes, children can can mellow you out, but you're in a sport that requires you to not be mellow on track. How do you make that balance in your mind?
14: To be honest, I think it's been the, the perfect uh, balance, to be honest with you. Um, I was pretty wild, out of control on the track, um, probably – a lot more than what I needed to be, and and uh, I've kind of found that zen, if you will, or that mellowness, uh, in my life. Now that uh, on the track, I'm a lot more mellow and probably make a lot better decisions. <laughs> uh, used to be kind of wild and crazy and, and rough, but uh, you know, kind of big picture playing now all the time, and it uh, definitely has helped me a lot. So Ryan,
4: Ryan joining us
2: here in the, go ahead, stat.
4: Yeah, ryan beat as uh, i was just listening to this conversation between you and crash about your daughter she's the reason why you're a champion now she was born three <laughs> years ago uh-huh. you've been you've been winning uh you won in 2017 2018 and out of the third year 2019 you're the points leader she ought to be <laughs> you ought to give her the trophy instead of no, know, it on right? yourself.
14: <laughs> she definitely deserves it her and my wife put up with a lot of you know, late nights and uh, you know long race weekends, and they put up with the highs of racing, and, and as well as the you know the, the lows. You know, racing they always has the the crazy lows that uh, they're right there for me. And at the end of the day, I come home and and I'm still her biggest hero, and she makes me smile. So it uh, definitely makes things easier.
4: And I can imagine. Well, in fact, I know there's a huge difference between racing in the desert and racing in the short course. You have to have a, a, almost a boxer's mentality to race in the short course, right? As opposed to being a, a distance runner to go race in the desert. Is that? Do I have that right?
14: No, that is absolutely true. You know, short course is all about the, the right now and, and get it done as quick as possible. Um, you know, you only got, you know, between what tracks you're at, you know, between ten and sixteen laps to get the job done. So qualifying is important, obviously, and then obviously making right choices, right passes, and putting yourself in good situations week after week is uh is what, what counts.
4: So I assume you your success earlier- in the short course means that's your favorite.
14: Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I've done some desert stuff and yeah, it was enjoyable. It just wasn't for me. <laughs>
3: Explain that. Explain the difference, because some people say, "Well, dirt is dirt." Obviously, (laughs) there's so much more to it than just that. But explain why you like short course more.
14: Uh, For me, just the short course is 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 battling head to head. You know, you know, bumping, grinding. You know, elbows up type mentality where you're you're door to door with somebody or bar to bar with somebody. Um, Where the desert's not so much like that. You're kind of just cruising along at your own pace and you're lucky you get to see another truck every 30 miles or 40 miles and and uh get two seconds of rubbing elbows and then it's back to eating dust for another couple hundred miles or a couple hours um or i'll prefer just kind of getting in and you know like a like like you said a boxer's mentality let's get in there and let's do this let's let's see who's the best not like not an endurance race of let's drag this out for over hours Um, Let's see who's got the most talent, the best car, the best crew, and let's get this done.
2: Ryan Beat, your 2017-2018 Pro-Lite Champion, the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series. Uh, End of October, Chandler, Arizona, for the big finale with the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series, October 26th, Saturday. Make sure you're there if you're in the area, Freak Nation. Ryan Beat will be there trying to take over another championship. I enjoy the answer, from drivers when I ask this question, and I'm going to ask it of you, Ryan. Would you rather win the championship on the last lap, the last turn, by a nose with your truck, or would you rather run away with the championship and not be challenged with four or five laps to go?
14: Um, Last lap by the nose, for sure, because it's that much more gratifying when it happens. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's exciting for the fans. Exciting for you as a racer in the car, your heart's pounding, adrenaline's flowing. I mean, that's what makes it fun, that's what makes it cool,
2: that's what we went for. Yeah, good answer. The Geico <laughs> Off Road Championship presented by General Tire. October 26th, Wild, Wild Horse Pass Motorsports Park, Chandler, Arizona. Ryan Beat will be there. For more information, go to LucasOilOffroad.com. Ryan, good luck to you, buddy. It's always great Thank to be on you you the Appreciate free Nation. It. Yeah, I it.
14: hope to see everybody right. out there. You know, it's a great show. It's a one day event this this upcoming race and uh man you're gonna get more than your money's worth with, with two races going on. We race earlier in the day for the points race and then later that night we actually race for the money cup, you know, where where some of the classes can win up to twenty thousand bucks to win. So uh it's gonna be an exciting one, you know, two day two <laughs> races in a, in one day. Um crews are gonna be thrashing and trucks are gonna be wide open, so uh Make sure to be there. Last one for
2: the year. Bam. Thanks, Ryan.
14: Yeah, thank you, guys. Take care.
0: Not, not much motorsports. motorsports. Not much motorsports. Helio oh. or Helio. Oh. Not, 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 not. Well, not only that. Much, much, and much. Thank you. I love you. And headlining the party. The douchebags.
3: Loose. Not much motorsports.
0: You <laughs> freaks.
3: Not much motorsports. Not much motorsports.
0: I'm
2: not sure if my allergies have anything to do with this next story. It just might. But it seems that research reveals there's a link between high pollen counts and low crime rates. Because
3: the criminals are sneezing and it'll give themselves away.
2: (laughs) High pollen levels are linked to lower rates of violence in U.S. cities. A new study confirms, Crasher. When American cities are suffering sneezing, itchy eyes, coughing, brought on by high pollen counts, lower rates of reported violent crime are reported. (laughs) Looking at the daily pollen counts across 16 U.S. cities from 2007 to 2016 and crimes reported to law enforcement over those times, the authors of this report report that violent crime falls 4% on high pollen days. <laughs> that drop is equivalent of crime reduction that would come with a 10% increase in the size of the city's police force.
3: Who does this data collecting?
2: I'm sure <laughs> some form or fashion our taxes have paid oh, for this. Of Stat man, do you feel like ripping off a few Snickers bars when your allergies kick in or you back off when you're starting to sneeze?
4: The only thing I'm trying to get when I'm and the pollen count is high is a uh, tissue and something to stop sneezing. I'm everything else is secondary.
3: And yes, that I would steal. If I was desperate enough, I would steal and I would I would ruin all these stats. Yeah. The puffs, where are you?
2: Tennessee woman arrested for twerking too wildly on a moving car.
4: <laughs> <laughs> on the car, not in the car.
2: A Tennessee woman was arrested for twerking too wildly on top of a moving car, according to a report and video footage, which we will tweet out at Kenny at uh, Speed Freaks. <laughs>
3: You're not going to do it on your personal account? No. Okay.
2: Her name, and holy smokes, listen to this name. In the clip, Miss Elliot Shelton Cox oh,
3: yeah.
2: is allegedly shown gyrating on the roof of the vehicle as the ride rolls to the town of Antioch. She's seen doing the splits and dropping it like it's hot <laughs> as onlookers gawked. They, did. they got police say the bad move caused motorists to divert. their You think so? To cause the motorists to divert their attention. and cause dangerous driving hazard situations. The rogue rug cutter was charged with disorderly conduct.
4: Is that rogue really a name? Rug cutter.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's the name Statman focuses on. And you go back to her given name. <laughs> her birth Whoa. name.
2: What is a is am I yeah. saying that right? M y s c e l l e n t, miscellent. Anybody heard of that name before? Sure. It's greatness. Bam! We got time for one more. I think yeah. that
4: was something that was sneezed out. That wasn't a name that was that was picked. She sneezed that one out.
3: <laughs> it wasn't picked. Pun intended. <laughs> miscellent. <laughs>
2: news came out two days ago that a Missouri city is taking unusual approach to the problem of unscooped dog droppings. Planting little flags next to the abandoned poop with slogans such as, is this your turd? (laughs) Yep, the old city of Springfield, Missouri, they're placing flags on grassy areas downtown next to piles of dog waste. Left behind by owners out walking your pets. The flag slogans include Drop in the trash, not in the grass, this is a nudge to pick up the fudge.
13: <laughs> yes. Well
4: we really got the, the we really got the funk tonight. That that music in the background yeah. is perfect. <laughs>
2: Every couple of weeks there's about twenty five pounds of pet waste that needs to be picked up. In an average year, that's costing about $7,000 in public resources that are spent addressing the problem. This is a nudge to pick up the fudge. Only in the Freak Nation. Wow. Here it is, man. If you the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. <laughs> Be sure to pick up the fudge because you'll get a nudge from the judge pudge (laughs) we'll do it again next week minus the flags in the poop for everybody here remember to shoot the juice to the moose and stat man what do we do here in the freak nation
4: cut it loose
0: see
1: it freaks motorsports radio redefined